this one's tough for me because it's obviously I think everybody involved in this show right now is a dick. Welcome to the What's Up Verdict TV podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should take the time to set your TV to record a show each week or invest hours into binging that show that all your friends are telling you to watch? We're here to answer that question for you. We put TV shows on trial, discuss facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We appreciate your help going to the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Uh, hit that if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that bell notification so you can keep up on all of our new episodes each week on uh, Moon Knight and other TV shows as they come out moving forward. Um, also, don't forget go to PodChaser.com. Leave us a review. They're currently running their reviews for Good Campaign. Uh, for every review, they'll donate 25 cents to the World Central Kitchen's Chefs for Ukraine uh, campaign that's going on right now, and they'll double that if we reply to that review, which we will. We've gotten a handful. There is currently a uh, a prize package going on for that. Uh, after if we get thirty reviews, which I think we're getting close to the to ten right now, I think we're up to like five or six. Uh, but if we get thirty reviews by the end of April, uh, Mattson will wear a dress during one of our TV episodes here. Uh, and then if we hit sixty, Alec will watch our lowest rated movie from our movie side of the podcast, she dies tomorrow. Uh, and if we hit a hundred, then I will get myself murdered in my sleep by shaving my beard. Um, and that threat came on an episode last two weeks ago, I think. So yeah, check out the, wow. oh, it was the, it was the box Machina critical box Machina episode. Yeah. When we listened to box, Machina, we reviewed box Machina, uh, legend of box Machina. She threatened to kill me for shaving my beard. So, Oh yeah. You didn't tell our audience. So Casey, Wow. She I, was not happy. Yeah, she, well, she, like for us to get a hundred <laughs> reviews, guys, step it up, by the way. Like the yeah. I, I I mean, I want to keep JJ as a friend, so maybe not. Maybe get to ninety-nine. <laughs> I don't know. I'll stay your friend, but uh Casey <laughs> might hate you forever because she hates it when I shave my beard. I you know, somehow I'm like, why why did I make myself the 30 review guy? But you know, I'm I volunteered you for that. That's you true. Did, that but I am a man of the people. So if the people <laughs> want it, they can have it. So yeah. get to it. Yeah. So go there, podchaser.com. You can leave a review. We're counting any of them towards the movie side or the TV side. So go ahead and leave reviews on both uh, just for the good cause, if nothing else. And if we get up to those 30, 60, and 100, then that's even better um, just because it'll be fun. But also, you know, it's good. It's a good cause. So go leave Rose reviews and do it for all your pot, your podcasts. If you listen to more than just us, go do it for those ones as well. Cause any podcast review. Yeah. Give some money to the people in Ukraine or the surrounding area, people that need it. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. Not your money either. So just do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it costs you, you literally nothing. type. I like this podcast done. Yep. That's it. So, and that gets bare minimum 25 cents sent over to them and it doesn't sound like a lot, but that adds up. So go do it. All right, today we're reviewing Moon Knight Season 1, Episode 2, Summon the Suit. Uh, let's jump right in. Um, this was interesting just because it was a lot more of finally some character building besides like some jump cuts and <laughs> weird edits, so we're progressing. And I, I actually like the way that it progressed to where you know, you're starting to see that interaction between Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, and you know, then there's always the 
the showing up of Mr. Knight suit, the Mr. Knight suit there as he fell out of the building. What, I thought what that was are we wearing? Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not some psycho what was it Colonel Sanders? Oh, that's yeah, that's what he said. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll say one. this: the CGI. I was a little worried about JJ when you told us that it was going to be uh, I mean, it was going to be all CGI, and I was paying more attention to it, and I didn't really find it bothering me. Um, I thought yeah. they they did, enough, did a good enough job; it didn't detract from the visuals and what they were trying to tell us. So I thought it was okay because I was worried. Yeah, it was a vast improvement from the first episode, and yeah. I think it might have just been the way that the angles were in the end of that first episode where he's turning around after beating up the jackal. Like, I just think it might've been a weird angle. And so the, it looked a little funky, but it looked great in this episode Mm -hmm. considering, especially that end where he's, they go from Mr. Knight to the actual full moon Knight suit. And he's turning around and you see the straps coming in. It was pretty bitching. They did a pretty good job this time. So they also introduced Layla, uh, Mark Spector's wife. Uh, this is a yeah, she's cool chick, and I'm excited to see even more of her as we move forward. Um, she's a combination, I think, in some comics. Like I did some research because again, I don't know a lot. I didn't know a lot about this character. I just knew he looked badass, and I, you know, the fact that he came in and like he was introducing a comic about a werewolf—that's my kind of shit. So. I was like, I knew of him and seen some comics when he was in the West Coast Avengers that I read and then in the Avengers himself. So, um, but I did some research and there's not a Layla character. This is a character they created for the show. Um, but it seems like Mark Spector did have a wife and her dad was a, an archaeologist. So a lot of people are saying it's a combination of those two. Layla is. Um, so, but no matter what it is, I think she's a great addition to the show. I thought she was fun just giving him a hard time and then just being really badass and added some stakes with Conchu threatening him saying, you know, she's my next avatar. If you fuck yeah. up. Yeah. That would, that part was interesting to me. Cause I, but the, the part that even threw me more for a loop is the, what, what's the bad guy's name in this Arthur Harrow. When he was, when he talked about, he was, mark before when he was the avatar of conscience like oh man like i just just got deeper real 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 quick yeah yeah it's that was funny was like is he telling you to kill me yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do he say is it i am justice <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and once again ethan hawk really impressed again is arthur harrow oh, he did great. he's awesome yeah. so far he's, he's just cold him. but he he cold but very there's still there's so much you think there's so much to him behind what he's saying there's just a lot of weight there and in i mean honestly maybe eat wisdom from an e- evil perspective i don't know but just i i find myself almost liking him more and want more of him than i, I even do um mark in some ways because mark's so quirky and well not mark sorry steven is yeah. so quirky mark who we were kind of getting but he's probably cold and calculated uh but i really like this the bad guy a lot like, he's just really the fact that he could sit down and have the patience to have like that long drawn conversation bring him in I'm like yeah we don't really see that from a bad, bad guy perspective like he took him to dinner and then yeah. and then decided to threaten him with a un- underworld beast <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least take me to dinner first he did <laughs> yeah exactly 
Yeah, for the first 15 minutes, I'm on Arthur Harrow's team. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this, this dude's not the bad guy. This dude's the good guy. And then he calls forth the jackal and, you know, threatens mayhem and murder and all that good stuff. And I'm only just slightly less on his side now. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm Team Arthur. <laughs> but it, it brings up a really interesting, you guys know those, those that listen to us, I'm really big on like thought-provoking moralistic decisions and things like that. And that I didn't know that this comic is really based off of that principle of are you going to prejudge someone, this mystical being can judge you maybe 15 years later, I'm going to, I don't know, do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to murder someone. But we all, it is I determined it's fatalistic. It's going to happen. And therefore, that judgment is correct. If we can stop it now, we're going to save ourselves later. Or is it the conscious side of things where until something has been wronged, you can't really do anything to that person? I thought that that conundrum is obviously what this is built around. Those mystical beings are uh, the struggle for the way that they bring justice to the world. And I feel like the world, if we like our listeners are probably lean towards the conscious side of things, because otherwise, if you're just taking people out because, you know, they're going to do some bad at some point, then it becomes, well, what is what's the line of being bad versus like to be killed or not be killed? And then again, is is fate set? Like, is it, is it determined? Absolutely. JJ is going to do that thing in 10 years. So I just want to hear what you guys all thought about that, because that that type of thinking is just like it's cool. I know the right answer is to say that uh, I'm on Conchu's team, but <laughs> the honest answer is I gotta lean the other way. Because if you are gonna do something bad, then just get it over with, right? And then you don't gotta worry about it because you're dead. Um, versus if you get judged and there isn't that problem, then you know, hey, I'm scot free. Uh, so it's a kind of taking a huge gamble on one roll of the dice and either come up sevens. Or, you know, you're going to roll a natural one or something like that. <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. Deep, deep um, reference for those that didn't know. Yeah, see, I know stuff now. It was a beautiful tie-in, sir. I liked it. Um, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, this one's tough for me because it's obviously, I think everybody involved in this show right now is a dick. <laughs> like, I, like I don't think there's a good guy versus a bad guy. Like, I know we're all like rooting for Mark Spector and Stephen Grant and Moon Knight because they're the title character, right? And so obviously they have to be good. But I harken back. This reminds me, and it feels like it fits in with those Netflix side very well, which I think they're aiming for because he is a defender level typically in the comics, from what I read, what I've found out. So he's in that camp where he's a little more brutal than most. He's a little more iffy on the morality side of it. And so, which I like, because that's what I liked about those characters in the, in the Netflix shows is, ah, were they always the good guy? Not so much. I mean, there's arguments for both sides. And I think to me, a superhero or a hero of any sort that you can look at and go, Hmm there's some morally amb moral ambiguity in there that makes you kind of go, I don't know. Cause I think that's real, right? Like, I don't think like a captain America is fun to watch and enjoyable and you root for him, but it's not really realistic in my opinion. Like there's nobody out there that's that perfect. 
when it comes to what they do and why they do it and how they do it. Or but that when you start of an ass as well. well exactly. Exactly. But when you start talking about a Stephen Grant and a Mark Spector, even on their own, without the fact that you're now dealing with DID on top of, you have a human being that's in this ex- exceptional position of being given powers by a God that's obviously morally ambiguous <laughs> and, and willing to go to any extreme. And you're battling one that, the villain himself we've talked about seems like he's not that bad of a guy other than he's ready to commit a version of genocide, whether it because sinner genocide as opposed to racial genocide. So it's like, oh, are we really, I don't know. So it's, I, that's what I think I love so far about, I mean, it's two episodes in, but yeah, it's there's hard decisions to make, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you can't pick one side over the mm-hmm. other in a very clear cut decision right now, other than you're rooting for the title character. Cause we all know it's the title character. You bring up some good points, JJ. It makes me think of the boys. And one of the reasons I, I like it because it's one of the first superhero shows that really lean into these are human beings. First superheroes, second, and human beings are ultimately flawed, like even Superman to an extent. I mean, we see some of that in Batman versus Superman, but that's one thing I love about DC and one thing I've, I don't like about Marvel sometimes is they just gloss over the finer details and it's like, oh yeah, Captain America is just all good all the time. And and then DC just can't be funny enough and gets gets too serious sometimes. But I, so far with Moon Knight, I think they're they're walking a good fine line where it just makes you think of those things. And kind of like JJ and I were saying, there isn't really, I don't know if there's a really right answer to what I was asking. I was just curious to see what, what people thought. And to me, those are usually some of the most thought-provoking and intriguing movies because you can spin your answer like th- three different ways. Mm-hmm. One it's very minority reportish right now. Like the whole, at least on the Amit side, right? So kill them before they can do something wrong or put them in prison, whatever you want to go. So, and that one, while not the greatest movie and some little bit weird shit happened in that movie, it also made you think and go, because again, for that to work, that system or Amit system to work, that means Amit has to be infallible. Mm -hmm. And, Obviously, there are competing stances and, and ideas behind that. And how do we know where her ability to see the future comes from? You know, there's so many questions that are there to make you go, how do we know that you're infallible in order for me to really believe in that? Because, you know, I want to say I'm team Amit but, and team Harrow, but fuck, I'm probably one of those guys that doesn't want to pick up the crocodile cane. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Might be JJ, JJ, down the JJ has a de- with, date with destiny in about 10 years and he's worried about letting out the secret exactly exactly i can so. tell you the easiest decision of this episode was i don't like Conchu because he did the thing with the lights that we saw in morbius um where after uh What's his name? Steven comes out of the storage locker. Light flicks on, flicks off. Kanchu gets closer, oh, yeah. flicks off. Kanchu gets closer, flicks off. Yeah, hey, I, so I should mad. be saying this. Now we've seen it in two movies. I'm like, this must be more normal than we think it is. Apparently. 
Well, I think you have I think you have two different situations here, right? You have one that has a god that can kind of interact with the real world, and then you have one that was a hospital that just had really shitty power supply <laughs> or something to that. I mean, just had some random ass lighting issues where it would only light up if you're in this cord part of the hallway. What the fuck's that shit? All it would about? be nice though, in like my house to just have it turn on and because saying "Hey Google" or "Hey Alexa." Can be nice, but what if, what what if you just want your bathroom to turn on and then it turns off a little bit later? But not like every light in your house, but it could be nice. So you know, I'm I'm appreciative of the movies getting my mind thinking here. Light switch on, <sighs> off. <laughs> you know, I'm in theory I'm with you, Matson, until I'm taking a shit and the light goes off, and I can't do anything about it like that <laughs> that becomes it because I, I mean wave your hand I don't know yeah. I mean, <laughs> you that are like but it could turn on jj and then it's like jj going number two and you're like yes and it just knows leave the lights on for 30 minutes (laughs) it plays music and put some air freshener in there all the things the music and air freshener i'm down for i don't know that i want you telling me i'm taking a shit though (laughs) (laughs) well see that is extremely different than being in a storage facility and having a god stalking you well, or that's a vampire fair. in a hospital. I mean, Especially I would go for some very... nice tunes. Just think and about it. then the, the toilet goes yeah. up if you're going number one, and then it knows to put it down after you go number two, and all this it does it for you. Yeah, it. I'm all for that. Like, save marriages right there. Look, I'm halfway to a smart house already, so I mean, I'm I'm good with all that. Alexa, just... Google, if you're there, like we don't get to plug you very much. You're not main one of our mainstays like AMC, but today, <laughs> like we need you. Yeah, and I'm just glad I'm wearing headphones because you'd have triggered mine by now like three times. (laughs) (laughs) And all my lights that are on behind me are all triggered by her. So, yeah. Nice. So there is also an interaction between Khonshu and Mark where he talks about like the deal that they made. Mm. Is there anything that you know about that, JJ? Because it sounded like they were cluing in to how Stephen and Mark ended up sharing the same body. Yeah, and in the comics, so in the comics, it was, it's a little different if I've read right. And again, I haven't read the comics. This is just me doing some research on the internet. But my understanding is that the deal that was made was happened, somebody died, and I don't think it was Mark. They've intimated that in this, in the TV show, that Mark died and then made the deal with Khonshu and he came back which happens later in the comics. But my understanding with it is, is that someone dies and then he makes the deal for that person to come back and becomes the fist of Conchu for that reason to save them. Now, I don't know who it was. I didn't get that deep into the, the lore, but that's my understanding. And then the other thing is, is that Stephen Grant, Mark Spector, and there's like two other main identities cab in the driver. comics yeah there's a cab driver then there's one other i think there's four total mark specter is the main one but there's some other ones that are in there and they are constantly fighting with each other in the comics but my understanding in the comics is did was always there it was never like and it was always something he was dealing with on a human level this show is kind of showing that that fracture happened and was made worse or manifested actually in a, in a, very, a way that they can, that he, those, their identities are interacting with each other and actually changing more often than not based on Conchu taking over. So I think there's some lore changes that they're making for it to make more sense on a TV show, um, which it, it all works for me. 
I think I, I don't need, I think I would have liked it better if it was just something that he's always dealt with the ID. And now the, I, because of the fracture, the identities are aware of each other as opposed to most DID, they're not, they're just kind of working through at least from what no, I know about yeah, DID. So yeah, I should get Taylor on here cause she finds this show extremely fascinating for our listeners. My wife, Taylor is a therapist. Uh, she works with varying populations, but she specializes in addiction and, uh, she was trying to determine if there's supposed DID or schizophrenia because for a while there was a little weird because he could he was the only one she was confused because when they showed the the museum footage of Mark just cowering down <laughs> running around like just breaking things and the, the security guy's like dude <laughs> like what are you doing he's like but don't you see the like wait for it wait for it. it's coming and it never comes <laughs> uh, but then later in the show she's like oh no it is did because he's only able to see the mystical being because of his connection the conscious so schizophrenia was out of it because as jj alluded to with did they don't know that they have multiple personalities they'll just wake up and boom they're that and they're doing it and then something triggers it and they they flip into the next thing but in her description not knowing so much of the backstory until she looked it up she she was like well whatever happened in egypt and his line with mark specter either it happened earlier or around that time where to deal with his line of work and the stress and the death and everything his personalities probably started to splinter to deal with it and hence steven the cab driver and other things and she's like you know steven is probably the main one that he defers to you to deal with the burden of being Mark Spector because it's such a catastrophic thing to deal with from a, a mental health perspective. And that's usually where DID comes from. Usually it's from childhood trauma because of abuse, uh, malnourishment, things of that nature. And to deal with that, all these other personalities are started to be, start to be developed. And then there's usually a host personality, which in Mark Spector's case is Steven. Um, and they deal with life from that perspective. Hmm. It's good insight. Thanks. Now man. she could say it way better than I could, but she just is totally fascinated by the the, the portrayal of this because there's not often uh, a, a movie like this, especially from a, a superhero standpoint, that deals with some of these aspects of everyday life. Yeah, we'll have to have her on. You'll have to talk to her. And have her on. Come on. Yeah, she said she would. Yeah, and every time we watch, she's like, "Man, there's not another episode." Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> fascinating that piece of it. And I think, to Oscar Isaac's credit, like he's doing a fantastic oh, job. Yeah. Of, and I love how they're explaining. Like, they're even making fun of his shitty British accent. Like, because Layla's like, "What the hell is up with that crap accent?" And it, you know, and that comes from the fact that that's one of these identities that has been developed due to what's going on and so is he actually british in real life no he's not oh yeah okay. he, he's funny i'll have to send you guys a he's there's a youtube video where they're interviewing him and he kind of was like i'm uh he's he's a couple of different races and i don't remember what they are but he's like i he goes my look is he goes what a, he goes like producers call it uh racially ambiguous or something like that he goes so i can and he goes so i can play he goes i've played this race this race this race this race and i work for all of them like it's but and he and then he kind of bags on hollywood for saying like you know i'll put you we'll put you in this category of being able to play all of these different types of of different races and things like that so it's an interesting video but yeah he's he's not he's american um but he's very interesting 
he's a good actor. I like him a lot. I've always enjoyed Oscar Isaac, so it's pretty cool. It takes a lot to do what he's doing. I mean, he's essentially so far two different characters and probably will add another in there. Yeah, I would imagine so. And I'm interested to see if there's the other, like I said, so one thing I will clarify on that I did learn about this week as I was researching in the comics is Mr. Knight, the suit version, um, they've equated to Steven, which isn't necessarily, which isn't how the comics it worked. So there were the, the other personalities, the other identities, but it was always Mark Spector in the suit. But Mark Spector also worked with the police sometimes as a detective, and he was called the world's greatest detective or something like that. I don't remember how it played out, but when he was helping the police, it was still Mark Spector, but he would wear that suit because it was less ominous or whatever. It was more of it fit more what he was doing with the police at the time when he was doing some detective work. So. That was a, a little difference in this why version. They make that change, but it kind of works if you think mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, no, I like what they're doing, that it makes sense that based on the personality that is manifesting at the time, mm-hmm. that the suit would be based on how they see themselves, right? And he, she said, you know, some in the suit. So in his mind, that identity's mind, that's a suit, right? Yeah. Not the ceremonial armor of conchu or whatever it was that the Mm -hmm. other one is so and i did i'm interested to see just kind of a lead-in for me to to episode three coming up is i'm interested to see how now that we've seen the switch where mark specter was the one that was in the body or manifesting as the actual character and then in the mirrors at the end was steven so we've seen steven accept what's going on and give in to letting the suit come out. And then at the end gave in to letting Mark take over. And then we see them still having a conversation only in reverse. So I'm very interested to see how that plays out. If they're going to continue the, like the comic versions of these fights that they're constant, these identities are constantly having with each other in the comics. So I, I think there's, there's a lot to look forward to with this show and episode two really hooked me. I liked episode one, episode two got me though. And we have a lot what, of cool four stuff. left. Four left. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. They had these many. short seasons. I'm like, oh, come on. I need yeah, more. Ridiculous. But I like it too. Cause one problem I did have with the Netflix ones is like episode like six through eight. I'm like, Jesus Christ, can we move on? This is what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> oh, Jay, you gotta say you normally hear Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's how he said it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is much better. Yeah, that's yeah, that's mm-hmm. that comes that's, straight out of a movie, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that that uh if you guys have never seen um Trouble with the Curve. Okay, it's a baseball Sounds movie. Sounds like a baseball, yeah. It is, and I love baseball movies. And it's not necessarily a baseball movie, it's about a scout, and it's got uh what's the old man from that shitty movie we watched? Why can't I think of his name? The cowboy. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. So it's got Clint Eastwood in it. I do not know Clint Eastwood's name. I don't name. fucking know. My brain. You should be ashamed of yourself. That and the last time I watched a movie with Clint Eastwood in it, it made me want to puke. It was so bad. <laughs> movie was so terrible. Sixty-year-old lady, and he's like ninety. Yeah. Well, and he punches 50. some kid in the face, and it like looks like he knocked his head off. And I'm like, dude, he just broke every bone in his arm. Anyway, doesn't matter. Clint Eastwood is stars in this movie, Trouble with the Curve. And then at the end, they're meeting some with some baseball 
heads of a baseball team and like somebody's not doing well and this coach is like jesus christ nobody saw this <laughs> and then he immediately <laughs> follows it up with jesus christ like it's and i laughed so hard at the response that i just have kind of mimicked it from then on out so there you <laughs> nice. go trouble with the curve so moon night episode two it was a good one i'm looking forward to episode three boys and what we have coming and we will cover that next tuesday that, that'll this one will be up on the 12th and our next review will be up the following tuesday so um Beautiful. yeah keep an eye matt's and tell everybody where they can find us yeah, yeah, you can find us at whatsaverdict.com, see what's upcoming, jam-packed April. Uh, we're getting excited for May, especially though from a movie of perspective because we have some heavy hitters like Top Gun and the new Doctor Strange movie as well as a TV show that I could not be more excited mm-hmm. for, the newest addition to the Star Wars family, Obi-Wan, bringing back two of, I, honestly, my, probably my two favorite actors in the whole series. I, I'm very excited to see Hayden Christensen love uh ewan mcgregor so i know i, I would say that i may be looking more forward to that than anything we have on the schedule for months yeah i'm tickled like cannot wait yeah and so check us out on instagram and, and facebook especially uh, what's our verdict uh you guys know where to find us where you're listening to wherever good podcasts can be found and don't forget pot chaser leave that review support ukraine for sure also exciting news there was hinting there's no official announcement but uh one of the actors uh, and i can't think of his name either oh my god i'm terrible tonight gentlemen uh the guy anyway there's hints that the mandalorian season three has finished filming and may release as early as late summer Woohoo! So, oh wow! So we're gonna have Obi Wan, the boys, and potentially Mandalorian. Maybe. Now again, that's not official. That's all speculation based on Giancarlo Esposito, the guy that plays the the Moff, um, in it. Gideon Moff Gideon. He is. He's the one that was doing an interview and said, "Hey, maybe sometime in the summer." And I was like, "Holy shit! Okay, that would be awesome." So yeah. So there you go. Maybe, but. Man, I'm excited. Lots of good stuff coming. With that, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinemagic out.